This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. The Holy Spirit is so good. He is so thick in this place. I have tonight. (laughs) And I was telling Pastor Kathy and Grace earlier, it's like I feel like every time I do this without a panel, it gets otter and otter in my preparation (laughs) and I prepare and then I look at it and I go really but I was thinking in worship it's like we're in a new um for me it's a new dependence on him this is cute that's a nice touch (laughs) I hadn't seen that before (laughs) I'm like ah (laughs) good job Jack (laughs) it's like um you know it's a new dependence and you know with covid it just shifted you know god didn't cause covid but he certainly took advantage and usurped everything about that to shift the church into a new realm and i think we're all in this place where we're having a shift with it and it's just things aren't the same, but it's in a good way. I mean, we've talked about that here before. Like everything has shifted and it's just in a, it's not like it was. So isn't like it was when we left it before COVID and prayer meetings aren't like they were when we left them before COVID and just everything has shifted. And so, you know, I just think for, for all of us and just for me personally, as what I'm going through, it's just a greater dependence on Holy Spirit and how he wants to move. And it's kind of a scary thing, honestly, to be up here and go, I'm not really sure where to start. It's actually, you know, because, you know, for me, I'm still, sometimes I fight those thoughts. Well, I'm the one leading. I should know where we're going and what we're doing and what's happening. And that's just not the case, honestly. I mean, Holy Spirit is just, we say we want him to be able to flow freely. And then yet we still find ourselves in these places where we want to control and like, well, what are you going to do so I can get ready? And then you find yourself in this position where you don't know what he wants to do. So you were just kind of like, here. And so I'm here. And so, and I asked Matt earlier to, to just kind of stay up there because I said, just keep playing because I don't know what he's going to do and I don't know where we're going to go. Um, but this module we've been doing is is the Holy Spirit. And I just love the Holy Spirit. And I just want to tell you guys, be free. as He's going to move tonight. He is moving and he's going to move some more and he's going to move. And if if, if something's funny and you bust out laughing, bust out laughing. I love to laugh. You are not going to offend me if you laugh hysterically for five minutes and you don't stop. I don't care. And if you feel like you all of a sudden get emotions and you're going to cry, I cry too. It's like in the spirit, I either go one way or I go the other. And so it's like you're not, just let him move. Just let him move. Do whatever he wants to do. Because, you know, one of the panel sessions... Um, I had mentioned in one of the things we were talking about of just the different moves. And I, I know we have some people who have been here a long time and some people who haven't been here a long time and some people who are new to God. And so we all have different experiences, but the Holy Spirit moves and he moves in ways that sometimes we haven't seen before. And, you know, sometimes if we haven't seen it before, it's kind of freaky, um, And so I just want to encourage you, ask, because he's going to move it, even if it doesn't look certain ways tonight, as we progress, he's going to move in different ways. So just allow him to move and feel with your spirit um, his movement. 
Because sometimes it doesn't always look the way that we think it should look. I just got like, whoa. <laughs> but it, um, <laughs> all of a sudden I felt myself like, oh. Um, but you, you have, we're spirit beings. And so we feel by the spirit. Even though to our eyes and our senses, it, <laughs> it may not look a certain way. So, um, you know, I say all that because if he busts out here with laughter or whatever, I was in a service before I moved up here. This is like, I lived in Virginia Beach. Wow, I can't believe it was like 25 years ago. But anyway, and, and it was during the Pensacola revival. So the, whenever it was in the 90s. And I was going to an Assembly of God church and the pastors had gone to that revival. And so they came back and God started moving in the church. And we were having a Friday night service and it was a big, big auditorium. And they had a big choir. And like, I mean, like four um, platform thingies. And it went not quite as, as wide as our platform, but it was big. So that's how big the choir was. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Holy Spirit fell. And the choir from one side to the other completely fell out in the spirit like dominoes. Completely. And I just saw something on Facebook. Um, I think Jeff Jansen's somewhere he posted um, that the same thing happened. It's like a huge crowd of people and the Holy Spirit falls and they all just go out like dominoes. And those are things you may not be familiar with it, but it's a move of the Spirit and it can look kind of wacky in how the Holy Spirit wants to move, but it's, it's all Him. And so, you know, and trust, trust our leaders. Like if, it gets, if it's like not kosher, like in the Spirit, Pastor Kathy will, will call, you know, she'll do something about it. But I'm just saying, I know Holy Spirit is gonna start moving in some ways. And it's going to be fun and it's going to, it's already fun and good. I don't mean to say it's going to be, but I'm just saying as we progress and move, it's going to be great. It's going to be going deeper. And um, so, I don't know. I said all that to, to say, just be, be ready because we're all at different places. That's all. Um, and I had something to add on to that and I have forgotten what it was. But anyway, so Holy Spirit, I know what it was. I was thinking earlier. Have you ever noticed, like, in the Bible, it never says that Jesus laughed? <laughs> it says he wept, but it never said that he laughed. And I've always been curious, like, I've never really asked God about it. I've always just kind of wondered about it. But I've never really, like, sought it out. Huh? He was human. I'm sure he laughed. I just find it interesting that they didn't record it in the New Testament that he laughed. They recorded he wept, but they didn't record that he laughed. So my mom and I have this joke. And so we get, when we start laughing at everything, then we go, oh, wait, 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 Jesus didn't laugh. So we can't laugh, <laughs> but we laugh. Anyway, it's just one of those things. I mean, I mean, laughter is good. It really is good. It's, it's healing, it's health, it's health to your bodies. There's so many healing effects that joy and laughter have on your body. And, you know, during um, COVID, when we started doing our devotionals and started doing everything online, um, I did one on joy really early on. And I felt that it was, it was a spirit thing. But as I was doing it, I literally felt this thing coming against me because I was speaking on joy. And because of all the things that were going on, it was not good. You know, people, people are dying from this and very ill and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, but joy is actually a stronghold of salvation for us. 
And you know, Nehemiah says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. If you look up strength, it actually means a stronghold. So like if you hide yourself in God, you know, when we get strongholds, like bad strongholds, like, you know, addictions and things like that, those are strongholds. Those are strongholds. They're hard to break. So joy in the other way can be a stronghold. It, it holds us strong in him. And it's a very powerful thing because it gets you through some of the things that come against us in our lives. But in God, we walk through these things, but we know we're okay. And we, we go through with the joy. Sometimes it's like, I shouldn't be laughing right now, but I am. You know, I shouldn't be feeling, I shouldn't be feeling joy, but I am. But that's because the world doesn't feel joy in certain situations. But even though we have emotions, as we walk through things at the core root of us is joy because it's God, because we know we're secure in him. And even if outcomes don't turn out exactly the way that we hope and pray they do, we still have joy. And that is bizarre to the, and he hates that. He hates joy. So that's why I said, if something's funny and you just bust out laughing, go for it because nothing will make me happier than just to hear people laughing. Honestly, I'll be like, yeah, because it's, it's true. It's a stronghold. And I think we need to grab hold of that even more. And in, in, you know, it's, it's crazy times right now. And that's why we have the word of God. And that's why we have the foundations in the word that we do, because this is why people go, how are you making it? How, how are you walking in health? How are you walking in joy? How are you walking? How, how, you know, how are you, I don't know, whatever it is, how are you, (laughs) you know, how are you doing these things? But it's all because of the foundation in God. I've watched people here walk through horrendous things in their lives over the last years. And yet, because of the foundation that's in their lives, they walk through them not without emotions, but they walk through them because of the strength that's on the inside of them. They walk through where it would have crushed other people, even believers that don't have a solid foundation would have been crushed. But because the foundation of the word of God was so strong on the inside of them, they go through numerous, numerous testimonies. And and that's why, you know, I appreciate, um, you know, just growing up under Pastor Barry and everything that's, that's been here at Living Faith, because it's about the word of God being established in our lives, which is Jesus being established in our lives. And the Holy Spirit is one of those entities that sometimes people don't really understand and they don't get, but the Holy Spirit is, I just love Holy Spirit. He is amazing. Because if you have ever had the thought of you know, you read the word and you read the stories and then you go, ah, oh, it would have been so cool to walk with Jesus, you know, and just walk through those times, which it would have been cool. But, you know, you think about that and then you're like, I have Jesus because I have Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is Jesus in an invisible form with me every day. And not, I don't get to walk where he walks, but he walks where I walk every single day. So it's like, I do have Jesus. And so, you know, you, we think about those things and go, man, because the Holy Spirit is like this incredible, it, it's just the whole thing is so incredible how God set this up because, you know, Father, he create, well, all of them, the Elohim in the beginning, Elohim, they created the heavens and the earth. And it's like, we have Father God and we have G, he's Jesus, his son, who was sent to reflect, show us who Father is. 
So everything that Jesus did walking on the earth was to show us who our father was and to lead us to our father. Sometimes it's great to put emphasis on father, I mean on Jesus, but he actually came to reconnect us to our father. So, so it's like, sometimes that gets lost in everything. We go, yeah, 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 I know. But that is huge, huge. He reconnected us to our father. And then they send Holy Spirit to say, we're not going to leave you. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you. He told his disciples, I'm going to send someone exactly like me. You just can't see me, but I'm in the spirit realm. It's an incredible thing. In John, in John 14, 16 and 17, that's what he says. He says, I'm going to send another. The word another means just like him, exactly like him, exactly like him. And he said, he's going to send a helper. And the word helper means parakletos. And it literally means one who's summoned to walk alongside you. So if you think about it, everywhere that you go, you have him walking with you. It's like someone following you all the time or with you side by side all the time. That's a big deal because a lot of times we forget about that. Holy Spirit's our paracletos. He's walking along beside us. He's like a advocate, like a legal advocate. He pleads our case. It's already done. He's a defense for us. He's an intercessor. He's a comforter. He is everything that we need. Because if you walked with Jesus on the earth, he would be everything that you needed him to be at any given moment in time. And so when he sent this, the helper, it was the exact replica of him. And so the thing that I think as believers that we don't tap into is that relationship in the spirit realm with Holy Spirit that we can hear clearly and we can develop that understanding of who he is. There is a spirit realm out there, out there, around us. There is. And in verse 26, it says the Holy Spirit, he's, he was sent to teach you. Didasco means to teach. It means to hold discourse with others, so to instruct them and to explain something. He's there to explain things to you. He's there to open up the word of God and go, I don't get this. And he will explain it to you when you sit and you give him time. He'll explain things to you going on in the world. It's not just limited to this. It's like my life. Sit down and explain some things to me. I don't get this. Why is this going on? And he'll show you. He will do it. That's what he's there for. He has the responsibility to walk with you and to bring revelation and to show you and to clarify things for you. That's why, you know, one of the last, before Pastor Barry died, I noticed the last probably, I don't know, two years or whatever, he kept reemphasizing one scripture. Marianne knows it. John 1, 16. <laughs> fullness of his fullness we have all received and he kept emphasizing I was thinking about that today and I was like he re, he that's what he it's almost like a parting scripture that he left us with for the last couple of years and he of, of his fullness we have all received we have all of God in us every bit of us there is nothing we cannot fail there is no way we can fail 
But I think part of the key is, is for us is tapping into that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so, you know, the, the, one of the signs of being filled with the Holy Spirit is tongues and your prayer language. But it's, it's really, um, tongues is one, and the understanding about it is one of the biggest things the enemy has pulled out of the church. And without the power of the Holy Spirit, there's no power. I mean, that's why he said in Acts, I will endue you with power to be my witnesses. So we can get saved and we can be born again and we can go to heaven and we can tell people all over about Jesus. But there's no power to do the signs and the wonders behind it. I mean, there's a lot of things. I think one of the, one of the reasons the church hasn't been as influential, but I believe all of that is shifting and changing um, in our nation is because we've lost the signs and the wonders. We've lost the power and we've been talking about Jesus and we've been um, standing against certain things and we've been standing for certain things, but there's no power that walks up and says, oh, your arm needs to be healed. Let me pray for you right now. And that person gets healed. That's the power behind being filled with the spirit and having that relationship with God that allows you to operate in signs and wonders that makes a difference in the world today. That's what people are looking for. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about Jesus, but anything else? Because those are the things that go into people and they go, he cares about me. You know, he actually, like, he wants to heal my arm. Or he, he you know, I don't know, bless me with finances or whatever it is. But those are the things that tell people that God cares about them and he's, he's a powerful God. There's lots of gods out there. But none of them have power to heal, power to do signs and wonders. None of them do. That's the difference with us. And so, you know, when we pray in the spirit, there's a few things that happen. And, you know, one of the things is we edify ourselves. And the word says in Jude 20 to pray in the spirit and edify yourself. And the word edify means it's like you're building yourself up, like in a building. You're you're creating a strong edifice, a strong foundation. And the most powerful and... um, well, the most powerful and long-standing buildings, physical buildings, have the strongest foundation. If your foundation isn't strong, the building is going to go to and fro. And it's not going to sustain. And so, you know, salvation is one aspect for us. But when we get baptized with the Holy Spirit and we begin to implement our prayer language, then it begins to build us up in the Spirit. And we begin, it allows the Holy Spirit, what you do is you give the Holy Spirit access to your life. You give him access because we have the power to either shut it down or allow it. And that's the only way that he manifests. It's the only way he moves in that arena. And that is one of the most powerful things because I'm telling you, if you want to know, um, I, I don't even know how to pray anymore without praying in the Spirit. If I do a prayer in English, it's pretty short um, because you gain so much insight. The Holy Spirit, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to go, okay, show me, show me what's going on in this situation and how to pray. Because a lot of times we want to pray the way we want to pray. 
which is in our opinions, our reasoning, all that kind of stuff. And so when you pray in the spirit, you're getting, it's a hotline to God. It is his direct will into a person or that situation. You can't go wrong. That's the power of it. You cannot go wrong. You are submitting yourself. All of a sudden you're putting yourself completely into the spirit realm. And, and you don't know what you're saying. It's bypassing your mind. And it's like almost like a secret. I think in the children's ministry, they call it a secret code language between you and God. And that's exactly what it's like. He, you're praying his direct words over and into a situation. You can't get any more, any more better than that. I was thinking, you know, if, you, if somebody said, he's called to walk us through our lives and to show us things. And I was thinking today, you know, if I was lost in a forest and I, didn't, I was like, I am lost. I don't know how to get out of here. I don't know what to do. And a park ranger came along and said, oh, I know this forest. I know it inside and out. Just follow me and I'll take you out. I would go with him. It would be foolish not to. That's the Holy Spirit to us in every situation we encounter in life. He's basically our park ranger. He's like, if you've got a situation, you're like, I do not know how to get out of this. Even if you got yourself into it, you got yourself lost in the force. It doesn't matter. He's going to come through and he's going to say, just, I know how to get you out of here. Just follow me. Just listen to me and follow me. He can do, Pastor Bill always said he can unscramble the most scrambled of eggs. <laughs> he can do it. And, and so, you know, the, that's the thing. That is what he is called to do is to help us. He's the helper. He is called to help us reveal truth and walk us through whatever we encounter in the power of the spirit. He's called when you walk up to somebody and you say, Christine, is something wrong with your leg? And she goes, well, how did you know that? Because the Holy Spirit just told me, which I don't know. I, that's not right. All the Spirit, nothing's wrong with me. See, I made that up. <laughs> that was not Holy Spirit. That was me. But anyway, you know, when you walk up to people, I mean, these are the things. And that's what allows the power and the, the anointing to flow out of us. And I was listening, or I was actually reading through notes. Um, Pastor Barry did years ago this powerful teaching. It, it probably stuck with me more than anything else. It's called the Addiction of the Holy Spirit. And I wish, maybe it is on CD somewhere. I I would love to listen to it again. And he took us to James 4, verses 4 to 5. And I'll read them because what he was saying is, the Holy Spirit so wants you. The Holy Spirit so wants to possess everything about you. And, And, but we have to allow him to do that. And so in James 4, oh, now I've lost my thing. Hold on, hold on. Goodness, I have to find James in my Bible. That's not an easy thing to do. One of those really short chapters. There he is. Oh, wait a minute. I printed it out. No, I didn't. (laughs) Huh? Oh, I did it. I know. Park Ranger? I did part of it. I didn't do the whole thing. So anyway, so James chapter 4 verse 4 says, um, 
says, you adulteress, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy to God. Sounds pretty harsh. Basically what it is, is when we got born again, we got positioned in the kingdom of God, which is opposite of the world's way of doing things, the world system. So when we allow ourselves to, when we don't renew our minds to how the kingdom of God operates, it stays in the world system and the world's way of doing things. And so we stay there. And what happens is when it says you made yourself an enemy of God, basically all you've done, you just cut yourself off from his access to your life in that area. So sometimes these things sound kind of harsh, but if you look at it from those ways, you're just, you're cutting off access and we all want God to access our lives in every way. So then he says, he says in verse five, does the scripture mean nothing to you that says the spirit that God breathed into our hearts is a jealous lover who intensely desires to have more and more of us. He's a jealous lover who intensely desires to have more and more of us. And when you look up the the, um, Greek word for intensely desires, that word means to lust or desire. So it means to have this intense longing. You know, if you had an addiction and you're like, um, you know, I've heard people who smoked and it's like they tried to give it up and they're, they're going through, they're like, I just need one more smoke. And they're going through the butts in a trash can just to get something. I've done it with sugar. So, I mean, you know, we can do it with anything. So it's, it's like we have that intense desire. Like I have to have this. I'm craving it. I have to have it. And it actually means an intensely crave possession. That's what he's saying. That's how he wants you. That's how Holy Spirit wants you. He wants to possess you more and more. And then it says, um, one of, um, in the King James, it uses, he um, dwells in us lust to envy. And the word envy means, it describes like a partner who is boiling over in anger because they realize their partner has been unfaithful. That's an intense anger. That's an intense upsetting. And so when, when, we, um, when we allow ourselves to stay in the world's way of doing things, it's like the, the Father God is going, oh. I mean, those are the, those are the passions. That's how bad he wants us. Pull yourself, renew your mind, and stay in the kingdom and in my way of thinking and in my way of doing things. And let me possess you in full, in complete Let me do this. And so what I'm saying with all this is one of the avenues that we do that is with praying in the spirit. And it opens it up. And the more you pray in the spirit, the more you, not only do you build yourself up, but you open the avenues for God to minister to you, to, for God to communicate with you. You're giving yourself over to him in the simplest way to put it. So if you struggle with certain things, pray in the spirit. And just give yourself over to him and let the Holy Spirit take it. I, I read this story today about um, this, this person who was a missionary in, I think, I want to say it's like LA or something, but it might have been another country. I, I read a couple of stories. So anyway, but they ministered to the people who were severely drug addicted. 
And um, they ministered to them. One of them got him baptized with the Holy Spirit and said, just start praying in the Spirit. When you want that craving, pray in the Spirit. They were delivered. So they went back to the other drug addicts and they said, look, I just got, you know, not healed, but, you know, delivered from all this stuff. And all of a sudden they have this ministry where all these people are coming and they're getting filled with the spirit. They're getting their prayer language. They're starting to pray in the spirit and they're all getting delivered from drugs by the power of the Holy Spirit. It was like it would just went away. And so this is what I'm saying. I, we haven't always... We haven't tapped into the intensity of the power that we have inside of us, myself included, definitely. We haven't tapped into that. And it's so much more than that. It's just, I just so like, oh man, Holy Spirit, just move in us tonight, man. You know, help us, help us delve deep deep, deep into what you have. You know, there's a, there's a thing that said we only use 10% of our brains. That's unbelievable. There's 90% of our brains that we're not using and Holy Spirit could tap into it. See, this is the thing. We are supernatural beings. We are completely supernatural and yet we allow ourselves to be content not being supernatural. All of us. We allow ourselves to just stay, well, you know, that's just the way it is, so I'll just live with that. And we do it all the time. Nah, I don't want to deal with that right now. You know, oh, I should, you know. You know, one of the things, when we say, when we say yes to something, if I say, I'm going to go out to dinner with Grace tomorrow night, then I have just said no to a whole bunch of other things. I have just said all my time and my attention and everything I am is going to be focused on grace. So when we say yes to something, we're saying no to a whole lot of other things. It's like if we if we would think about that, because sometimes I think that we, I don't think about it all the time. I'm, I'm real quick to say yes, no, you know, whatever. And, you know, when you think about it, you shut yourself off to so many other things, which isn't wrong. It's not wrong to go to dinner with somebody, but it's like something we don't necessarily think about. And there's, when we take time to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to go in my room and pray in the spirit for, I don't know, 30 minutes, whatever it is. You've said no to watching TV. You've said no to just sitting around relaxing. You said no to going to dinner with your friend. You've said no. You have just said all my time and my attention is going to be focused in this area right now, which is a good thing. But I think we get everything so, you know, mixed up. When God's given us this intense power, this fire power, you know, on the day of Pentecost... I mean, Peter preached to 3,000 people. He was so drunk. People thought he was drunk in the natural, and he wasn't. He was just drunk by the Spirit and preached to 3,000 people that day. And they got born again and basically gave him the whole story of Jesus (laughs) right there in the middle of it all. You know, so it's like, I, I just think it's time to get real with ourselves and get real with what, what we want spiritually 
And, and I include myself in all of this. I really, truly do. Because um, we've, just, we've been endowed with power. You know, the word um, baptize actually means to immerse. So one of the examples Pastor Barry used to give all the time is you, you, like if you have a vat and you have a white cloth and you want to make it red. So you pour the red dye into the vat, you get it all ready, and then you, you dip the cloth in there, the white cloth, and it turns red or whatever color that you want to put in it. That's baptism. Every fiber of that being of that white cloth became red. There was nothing white left on that. It completely turned into what it was dipped into. It completely, you dip it in, you submerge it, you put it under the water, you immerse it. I love the word immerse. You immerse it, like you saturate that thing and then you pull it out and it's not only red, if you pull it all the way out, it's dripping. It's dripping. And so when we hear baptism with the Holy Spirit, that's exactly what happens. We just sit there when we got baptized with the Holy Spirit and God, we ask God, baptize me, baptize me. In the spirit realm, that's exactly what happened. We got completely immersed in his, and endued with his power and with his ability. And we just immersed ourselves and he dipped us in there and he submerged us and we come out and it's a, it's, we're wet all the time. It doesn't go away. We drip him everywhere we go. And one of the ways that we keep doing that, one of the definitions for baptism is you dip it and then dip it again and dip it again. And that's why praying the spirit is so important because it re-dips us. It's almost like a refreshing for us. We re-dip ourselves in the spirit. We re-dip ourselves like we brush our teeth every morning and we re-dip ourselves in the spirit every day. And life is an exciting thing. And I think that's one of the things that the, that the enemy has stolen with this out of the church is the excitement of it. He's, he's, he's um, diminished the power. He's diminished the purpose. And he's diminished the excitement of actually being submerged, immersed in the Holy Spirit power of God. But it doesn't have to happen to us. It doesn't have to happen to us. And so, you know, that's, it's such a powerful thing. I love that picture of baptism. That's exactly what's happened to us. Exactly. Mm, cool. Yeah. And, and the other thing I wanted to say real fast, I feel to say is um, in Romans Verses 8, 26, and 27. I'm going to read this scripture. So uh, Romans 8, 26, and 27, it says, In the same way, the Spirit 
also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. This, this verse 26, I love this. It's so powerful because he's called to be our helper. And so when it says, um, we do not know how to pray. Wait, let me back up here. In the same way, the spirit helps. He helps. What that means in the Greek is he actually comes beside you. And um, if I couldn't move this table on my own, but somebody came over here and together we picked this up and we moved it. That's what it is. So what he does is he gets into that situation. You go, I don't know what to pray over this situation. I don't know. I don't know. He gets into, when you pray in the spirit, he gets into that situation with you and he takes hold of it with you. He doesn't just sit and watch you holding on to it. He takes hold of it with you, which is a big deal. Cause sometimes, you know, we have all sorts of pictures conjured up in our minds. He takes hold of that thing with you and he will pray it through And when you pray in the spirit, you're praying his perfect will of God. You're praying God's direct words over the situation. And, you know, like I said earlier, some things don't always end up the way we want them to because there are other people that have wills and have things that are going on. But the best thing we can ever do is to pray in the spirit because it's God's direct will. And as we pray in the spirit, he gives us words in English to pray. And at the same time, sometimes you don't get anything in English. You just leave it in the spirit and it's okay. So he says he comes along and he helps us. Um, He helps our weakness. That word weakness um, actually just means limitations. So we have, you know, the limitation may be that we, we don't know how to pray. It may be, you know, it's not necessarily weak. I'm weak physically. It could be, but... Is there, we have limitations. And as humans, we do have limitations. But this is the power because as spirit beings, we have no limitations. This is why it's important to tap into our relationship with Holy Spirit because it takes us above the natural. So as humans, we sit in a natural position, but as supernatural beings, when we put ourselves into the supernatural realm, it causes us to live above the natural. It causes us to look at things from his perspective and get his words to speak over him. This is why I'm saying we really can't lose. We really can't. We really can't, you know, if we don't know what to do in any kind of situation, we just tap into the spirit. It's, I mean, it's, it's almost, it's almost too good to be true. And it really, you kind of have to sit and meditate about this for a bit and go, really? This, because he has given us of his fullness, we truly have received. We have everything. The word says we have the mind of Christ. We can see from his perspective. We can understand with his mind. We can do it. And then it says, um, Oh, the other thing, the other word for uh, weaknesses, some translations say infirmities. So let me say that too. So infirmities or weaknesses just means a limitation. But one of the other things it says is inability to produce results. 
so we, you know, just have that limitation there that we can't produce a result. But he comes in and he can do it. So he comes in and he um, intercedes for us. So he's grabbed hold of that situation with us and he's intercedes with us into that situation. And one of the things like when you begin praying over things, you just kind of have to feel like, um, I don't know if you've ever heard people use, well, I prayed through it or I feel like I haven't prayed through it or whatever. You know, there's this, there's this thing, I guess, that happens, you know, when you start praying into a situation. I, I can't describe it any other way than you'll feel a release. When you feel like you've prayed through it, you'll feel a release and you may not have the answer exactly, but it will come. You've done, you can feel you've done what you need to do. And that may happen in one prayer session, or maybe you do it over, you know, a week or whatever. I don't know. But if you hear people use terms like that, that's kind of what it means. It's like they, they feel in their spirit a release. And the only way that you can learn to feel that is by doing it and experiencing it. No one can really tell you how to feel that release. You just have to experience it for yourself. Um, does this make sense? I'm going to see if there's anything else that I wanted to. Oh, I do want to read this. I read it a few weeks ago when we were doing a panel, but I felt to read it again. Um, because like I said, we're, we're spirit beings. So we need to stay hooked into the spirit realm. <clears throat> so this is 1 Corinthians um, 2, starting in verse 7. I'm going to start in verse 7. And this is the passion also. It says, Instead, we continually speak of this wonderful wisdom that comes from God, hidden before now in a mystery. It is his secret plan, destined before the ages to bring us into glory. None of the rulers of this present darkness... Or, sorry, of the, none of the rulers of this present world order understood it, for if they had, they would never have crucified the Lord of shining glory. This is why the scripture says, things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine, there, these are many things God has in store for all his lovers. But God now unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit, who constantly explores all things. Wow, that's what I said. If we want info, intel, we want to know how to get through something, do something. You want to know how to grow your business. You want to know how to, how to handle your boss, coworkers, whatever. It's in the Spirit. You want to know what to do with your finances? It's in the spirit. The plans are all in the spirit. And he is happy to let us know. Um, it says, after all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. 
And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's Spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the Spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the Spirit. Those who live in the Spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things, and they are subject to the scrutiny of no one but God. For who has ever intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become his counselor? Christ has, and we possess Christ's perceptions. That is so powerful. I love that passage. I mean, this is why when we read, when he says, for we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all grace has lavished upon us. That's why back in James chapter four, he said, God's jealous for us. He doesn't want us operating in our, not renewing our mind to the world's ways of doing things because we don't understand then what grace has provided for us. We, we cut ourselves off to those things in, in those areas. And so he's like, you're a spirit being. So walk in the spirit realm, communicate, get your communication with me in the spirit realm so that the spirit realm supersedes the natural so that you can understand what's going on in the natural. But you only understand it by the spirit. So we're spirit beings living spiritually with a spiritual language, a personal language of tongues. We have a hotline to a spiritual God who will take our prayer language, our personal prayer language, take it, pray directly into a situation and, or something and give us exactly what to pray so that we stand above in the natural, but above the natural. So we stand in the natural and can have victory over circumstances. That is an incredible thing. That is an absolutely incredible thing. Supernatural, it truly is. But I think sometimes we forget we're supernatural. And we let ourselves live as normal beings. Pastor Barry, I'm saying Pastor Barry's name a lot. I don't, obviously, he affected me a lot in this way. But anyway, he's, he used to say we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spirit beings having a human experience. And that's the first time I ever heard him say that. It stuck with me because I was like, that is so right. Because the church reverses it so many times. And I think those are one thing that we have to keep in order in our minds. I am a spirit being having a human experience. That was 1 Corinthians um, 2 in the Passion. And I'd encourage you guys to go home and read it and meditate on it because it's really good. Um, but anyway, I think that's all I particularly wanted to share tonight. <laughs> but... Also, um, I felt like, does anybody, well, first of all, if anybody doesn't have their prayer language, if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, please feel free to come up and one of us will pray with you. Um, 
it's, it's just a, you, you just can't live life without it. I just can't. And then the other thing too, does anybody need healing? Anybody would need prayer for healing? Okay. Um, anybody that wants prayer for healing, then I'm going to pray us out. And just, and if you, if you want your prayer language, if you want prayer for healing or anything, come on up to the front and, um, and then, and if you need prayer for anything else, that's fine too. But I just kept feeling healing, 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 healing. And, um, so come on up. And if you need a refreshing, if you're, if you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit and you need a refreshing, come on up. If you need anything, just come up. <laughs> Just come up (laughs) and one of us will be here to pray for you. (laughs) So Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for your movement here tonight. I just thank you take the words that came forth tonight that each person individually needs particular things. And I thank you that you are so good at taking particular words and penetrating those things into the depths of our heart and bringing revelation. So I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that anything that you wanted to do tonight, you wanted said tonight, it was said, it was done. And I thank you that you are causing those seeds um, and those revelations to grow inside each one of us. Thank you, thank you, thank you that you are our paracletos. You walk beside us all the time. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And you are always, always showing us the way. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.